ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله amma ba'd then to continue with al-aqidah tahawiyya the creed compiled by imam abu ja'far al-tahawi rahimahullah with the explanation of shaykh salih ibn fawzan al-fawzan hafizahullah then last week we had some points concerning the angels points 168 to 170 and we have iman in the angels who are noble scribes since allah has appointed them as guardians over us and we have iman in the angel of death who is entrusted with taking the souls of the people and in the punishment of the grave for those who are deserving of it and in munkar and nakir questioning each person in his grave about his lord his religion and his prophet as occurs in the narrations from allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and from the companions may allah be pleased with them so we had some points concerning the angels and that allah has appointed angels over each person was supplied and given angels as guardians over each person four angels an angel in front and behind as guardians until his appointed time of death comes and an angel on his right writing his good deeds and an angel on his left writing down his evil deeds likewise there was a mention of the angel of death and his assistants from the angels who along with him take the souls of those who die and then there was a mention of the punishment of the grave and the two angels who question the person in the grave munkar al munkar and an nakir then with regard to this week then this point concerning the grave at least con- continues so at tahawi rahimahullah he said wal qabru rawdatun min riyad al jannah aw hufratun min hufar min hufar niran he said and the grave will be either a garden from the gardens of paradise or else a pit from the pits of the hellfire sheikh fawzan said hafizullah he said a person may say a dead person turns to dust then how can then how can he be punished whilst he is dust we have a question a person when he's in his grave eventually he, he rots away turns to dust how can, how can it be said that he that the dust is punished sheikh al-fawzan responded and said then we say 
Allah is fully able to cause the dust to be fiercely heated upon him. Or rather, uh, Sheikh Fawzan said, rather, he said, we say, Allah, Allah is fully able to punish him whilst he is dust. And he is fully able to cause the dust to be fiercely heated upon him. So just repeat the response of the Sheikh. He said, we say, Allah is fully able to punish him even whilst he is dust. And he is fully able to cause the dust to be fiercely heated upon him. Then Sheikh Al-Fawzan brings a second question that some people may raise. He said, And someone may say, But not all of the people are buried. Some of them are thrown into the sea. And some of them are eaten by wild animals. So how can punishment come to him? I mean, a person like that. How can punishment to the grave come to a person like that? Someone who's been thrown into the sea. Or someone eaten by wild animals. He said, we say, yes, the punishment will indeed come to him. In whatever place he is in. And likewise, the two angels will come to him. In other words, it doesn't matter how the person dies, where he dies, in the sea, torn to pieces by wild animals, still the, the affair of puni the punishment of the grave, if, if it applies to him, it will come upon him. And likewise, the two angels who question the grave, they will come to him, no matter how he dies. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, And having Iman in this is a part of the Iman in the ghaib. Having Iman in this is a part of having Iman in the hidden and the unseen. And it is a part of having Iman in whatever Allah has mentioned and whatever his messenger has mentioned. The Iman in the punishment of the grave, it falls under both of these things. Iman in the ghaib, Iman bil ghaib, Iman in the hidden and unseen, and Iman in whatever Allah has informed of, or whatever his messenger has, has informed of. And as for the person who does not have Iman in this, as for the person who does not believe in this, and just places reliance upon his own intellect, and his own thinking, then this is clear misguidance. And punishment of the grave, adab al-qabr, and bliss in the grave, the na'im in the qabr, are proven by the proofs from the book and the sunnah. Indeed, the scholars have said that the ahadith are mutawatir. They are reported by huge numbers of people at every level of transmission with regard to this from Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.
and whoever denies an affair which is mutawatir, he will be an unbeliever. He will be a kafir. In other words, the affair of the punishment in the grave was something mentioned by the Prophet wasallam, reported from him by a large number of companions and from them by a large group of the tabi'een and so on all the way down the line of transmission. So it is something mutawatir and as Shaykh al-Fawzan said and someone who denies that which is mutawatir someone who denies it, rejects it he will be an unbeliever. Then he said and the Mu'tazila do not believe in that which occurs in the grave. Because they are aqlaniyun, they are aqlaniyun, people of the aql, the rationalists, people who put the intellect first and foremost. They are aqlaniyun, they are rationalists. <coughs> and they are the ones who build affairs upon the basis of their aql, of their intellect. In other words, whatever they, in their intellect, they think they can confirm with their intellect, they affirm it. Whatever their intellect doesn't confirm, they deny it. That's the aqlaniyun, the rationalists. He said, and they call the evidences of the legislation vanniya speculative evidences. This is what the Mu'tazila and they're like. That's what they say about the evidences of the Book and the Sunnah. They say that they are dhanniya, speculative. They may be right, or there is some, there's some room for doubt. They say they are dhanniya, speculative evidences, not conclusive. He said, but as for the evidences of the aql, of the intellect, then in their view, these are yaqiniya, these are affairs of certainty. That is what they say. So Sheikh al-Fawzan briefly outlines the position of the aqlaniyun, those who depend upon their own intellect. They say the evidences of the Book and the Sunnah are dhanniya, speculative, they need further investigation. And as for what is proven by their intellects, they say that is something certain, yaqeen. An intellectual evidence is a matter of certainty. Then he said, so they are the aqlaniyun, the rationalists. And they are the mu'tazila. And those who proceed upon their way. From the rationalists, in these times. And of course, they exist in these times and they're quite common in these times, the like of these people. Those who are rationalists and those who have this same methodology. They take the evidences of the Book and the Sunnah and they say they are vanniya, speculative evidences, and they take what they say to be an evidence from the intellect and they say that is something of yaqeen, something of certainty. Then Shaykh al-Farazan said, and from the proofs for punishment in the grave is the saying of Allah the Mighty and Majestic with regard to the people of Fir'aun. And naru yu'raduna alayha ghuduwan wa'ashiyya 
وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ أَدْخِلُوا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ أَشَدَّ الْعَذَابِ Surah Ghafir, the 40th Surah, Ayah 46. With the explanation, they, Fir'aun and his people, after their deaths, they are being exposed to the heat of the fire, morning and evening. And on the day when the hour will be established, it will be said, Enter the people of Fir'aun into the severest torment. In other words, the ayah mentions the torment of the people of Fir'aun before the hour that they're being tormented, they're being, pun they're being punished before the hour is established, after their deaths and before the hour is established. Sheikh Fawzan said, so he's saying, The fire, they are being exposed to it. Morning and evening. This is in the grave. This is in the grave. So this ayah is a proof for punishment in the grave. Then he quotes a second ayah from the book from the book of Allah the Most High for punishment of the grave. And he says, Surah Tur, the 52nd Surah, Ayah 47. With the explanation, and as for the, unbelie as for the unbelieving wrongdoers, then there will be a punishment for them before the punishment of the hereafter. However, most of them do not know. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, so he's saying, There will be a punishment before that. They will receive, the unbelievers will receive a punishment before the punishment of the Day of Resurrection. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, they said, mean people of knowledge from before, they said, it is the punishment of the grave. And then he mentions a second saying in explanation of this punishment mentioned in the ayah. He said, or it is also said. It means punishment in this world. With regard to their being killed and being taken captive and having the jizzy attacks placed upon them and other than that. And the ayah covers both meanings. Sheikh Fawzan has mentioned what some of the people of Tafsir of the past said. Some of them said it means that the unbelievers will be punished in, the, in their graves. Some of them said, and some of the Mufassirin of the past said, it means that the unbelievers will be punished before their deaths in this world. As he said, they're being killed, they're being taken, cap taken captive, they're having the jizya attacks placed upon them, and so on. So Sheikh Fawzan concludes... The ayah covers both meanings. It refers to the punishment of the grave and it also refers to their punishment in this world. Then he said, he quotes a third ayah, and his saying, He the Most High, وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ 
لَأَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِئُونَ Surah Sajda, the 32nd Surah, Ayah 21, with the explanation, And we will cause them to taste the lesser punishment before the major punishment, so that they should turn back. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, The lesser punishment is the punishment of the grave, and the greater punishment is the punishment on the day of resurrection. So here, Shaykh al-Fawzan mentions one explanation of the ayah from the different explanations of the Salaf for this ayah. He mentions one, which is that this ayah again, it refers, the lesser punishment in the ayah means the punishment of the grave. And just as a side point, then Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, rahimahullah, in his famous tafsir, he preferred the view about this ayah that it refers to their punishment in this world with regard to trials and tribulations and so on that come upon the unbelievers. لَأَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِئُونَ That they receive trials and tribulations and, and a lesser punishment in this world. لَأَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِئُونَ That they may turn back and repent. Tabari said meaning so that they can turn back and repent. Wallahu a'lam. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan, Hafizullah, he continues, As for the sunnah, then the ahadith are mutawatir, are reported by huge numbers of people, in affirmation of the punishment of the grave. And from them is what occurs in the sahih, that he, alayhi salatu wasalam, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he passed by two graves, and he said, innahuma layu'adh, the Prophet ﷺ passed by two graves and he said, These two people are being punished and they are not being punished for something major. Rather, it is something major. Or, indeed, it is something that is major. As for one of them, he used to carry tales to cause mischief between people. And as for the other one, then he, he had not used to protect himself from his urine. In a footnote, they mention that this hadith is reported by al-Bukhari and Muslim. And you'll find it in Bukhari as hadith 218, and with this wording here, as hadith 6055. And it's from a hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah. And again, just as a, a side point for, for benefit, insha'Allah, with regard to the saying that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa first said, Ama anahu kabir, 
Oh, first he said, لا يؤذباني في كبير. They are not being punished for something major. And then, أما أنه كبير. But it is something major. Or بلا إنه لكبير. Or it is something major. So some of these scholars, amongst them, An-Nawawi, rahimahullah, they explain why is it that at first it was said it's not something major, then it seems to be said it is something major. So An-Nawawi said, in his explanation of the hadith in Sahih Muslim, he said, the scholars have mentioned two explanations. One of them is that it is not something major in their claim I mean the two people in the graves who were being punished in their claim it was not something major that they were doing but in, in reality it is something major it is a major sin they didn't think they were committing major, something major from the sins but in reality it is something major that's the first explanation of the people of knowledge and he mentions the second explanation is that it means not something major in difficulty to, for them to, to have avoided it would it would not have been greatly difficult for them to have avoided it if they had chosen to. Then he said, and Al Qadi Iyad, rahimahullah taala, he mentioned a third explanation, which is meaning it is not the greatest of the major sins. It's a it's a sin, a major, a major sin, something, a problem, but it's not the very greatest of the sins. So in other words, Anawi mentions three explanations of the scholars with regard to that phrase. Wallahu a'lam. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan, Hafidhullah, he continued. And likewise, the authentic hadith, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa commanded seeking refuge from four things. Where he said, أعوذ بالله من عذاب جهنم ومن عذاب القبر ومن فتنة المحيا والممات ومن فتنة المسيح الدجال. Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, commanded. He said, and he commanded, I seek refuge with Allah from the punishment of the hellfire and from the punishment of the grave. And from the trials of life and of death. And from the trials of Al-Masih Ad-Dajjal. The false Dajjal, the Dajjal. Then as for this hadith, then as they mentioned in a footnote, it's reported by Tirmidhi and the hadith where the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commanded seeking refuge from these four things, it's also reported by Muslim in his Sahih from a hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu said, Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, إِذَا فَرَغَ أَحَدُكُمْ مِنَ التَّشَهُدِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَتَعَوَّذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ أَرْبَئِنْ مِنْ عَذَابِ جَهَنَّمْ وَمِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبَرِ وَمِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَحْيَا وَالْمَمَاتِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ وَمِنْ شَرِّ الْمَسِيحِ الدَّجَّالِ Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه who said, Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said, when one of you finishes 
from the last tashahhud. Then let him seek Allah's refuge from four things. From the punishment of the fire and from the punishment of the grave and from the trials of life and death and from the evil of Al-Masih Ad-Dajjal. Then Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, and other evidences. This is just a couple of hadith, but there are many other hadith affirming the punishment of the grave. And he said, and it may occur that some people witness examples of the punishment of the grave as an admonition and a lesson. Here, Sheikh Fawzan is just making an indication that even though the punishment of the grave is from the, those affairs of the ghaib, the punishment of the grave is, is an affair of the ghaib, something of the hidden and the unseen. But however, on certain occasions, in certain, to certain people, Allah may allow them to see or to experience people being punished in the grave as an admonition for them and as a lesson. Then he said, so Al-Hafiz ibn Rajab mentioned in his book, Ahwalu al-Qubur wa Ahwalu ahliha ila yawmin nushur, this book of Al-Hafiz ibn Rajab, the terrors of the graves and the conditions of their inhabitants until the day of arising. That in this book he mentioned amazing things meaning he mentioned a number of affairs where people actually heard or witnessed bodies which had been taken out of the grave and the like after a while and, and signs of the punishment of the grave were seen upon them so he said he mentioned amazing affairs and likewise Ibn al-Qayyim in his book Ar-Ruh mentioned some amazing affairs then Shaykh al-Fawzan finished by saying referring to the previous point from last week from point 171 he said and his saying ala ma ja'at bihi al-akhbaru an rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as occurs in the narrations from Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sheikh Fawzan said since whatever occurs in the grave with regard to bliss and punishment is from the affairs of the ghaib, is from the affairs of the hidden and the unseen. So we do not affirm except what occurs in a proof. And we do not deny except what occurs in it. Meaning we don't affirm anything about the hidden and unseen except that it's affirmed in an evidence of the book or the sunnah. And likewise we don't deny anything from the ghaib about the occurs in the ghaib except something denied as in the book or in the sunnah. He said, this is the position of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah.